Greetings in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text we're looking at today is John 14, 23 and 24, just these two verses. Here we have Jesus' answer to one of the apostles' questions. The question that's asked is, is asked in the context of Jesus ascending to heaven, his ascension after his crucifixion, after his resurrection, and his sending of the Holy Spirit to the church. Perfect for the day of Pentecost today, right? So the question is, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. (laughs) The Lord knows what we need to hear and when we need to hear it, doesn't he? And he's established a means by which to give us his word with certainty through his called and ordained messengers, his angelos in the Greek. Jesus said to the messenger, the angelos, to the pastor of the church of Laodicea, write the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out from my mouth. For you say, I am rich. I have prospered. I need nothing. Not realizing that you are actually wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Jesus says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich. And white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen. And salve, to anoint your eyes, so that you may see those whom I love. I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. (laughs) Oh, how sacramental our God is, isn't he? Thank you, Jesus. For, for the baptism that you have given us, for communion that you have given us, for, for the preaching of the word of absolution, the gospel. Thank you, Jesus, for these wonderful means of grace. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus says. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. All of this is found in Revelation 3, 14 to 22, where the message is being sent to Christians already. Interesting note, as we digest what it means for the Lord to knock and for us to open the door, we're already Christians at this point. What a wonderful word it is to receive as Christians today as we remember that the Holy Spirit has been sent to us to bring to your remembrance all that Jesus has said to you, John 14, 26. The message Jesus sent to the pastor of Laodicea for the churches warned of being lukewarm, which is what many, too many, so many Christians in America are today, churches in America are today. This Laodicean message was given for Christians, and it reminded them not to think like the world, but to think in accord with God's word. God's word that tells us, tells us all, that apart from Christ Jesus, 
We're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. This message tells Christians, not unbelievers, Christians, to go where they can buy from Jesus gold refined by fire. The gold of the incarnate word of God, Jesus, preached in its his purity. As Jesus says in John 14, 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Jesus' counsel, not my counsel, Jesus' counsel, Christ's counsel to the lukewarm Christian who willfully stays away from the body of Christ, away from the place where love is given and received from and to God and from and to each other. The Christian who stays away from where Jesus and his Father have promised to commune with us, to dwell with us, to be at home with us? Well, Christ's counsel to these lukewarm Christians is to buy from Jesus, to buy from him gold refined by fire and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and, and your shame of your nakedness may not be seen. It will be covered up. This is baptism. This is baptism. And God's word from Revelation 16, 15 comes to mind here, doesn't it? Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Are you, Christian, are you still wearing your baptism? Are you still wearing Christ, your robe of righteousness? Or have you forsaken this wonderful white robe bought from the Lord at no cost? As we read in Isaiah, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come and buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God. For he's clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. <laughs> So, in these last days, where we live not by physical sight, but with the eyes anointed with the salve of God's word to see spiritually, how is it that Jesus manifests himself to us? That's the question, right? How is it that he manifests himself to us, the church, and not to the world? Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. So the question is, do you want to love one another? Do you want to keep Jesus' words? Well, then gather in his presence to hear his gospel words. Be baptized. Live in your baptism daily, repenting of your sin. And come to where the gold of the refiner's fire is distributed to you freely. Come to the altar where the love of Christ and his Father are manifest in holy communion for you to eat with God and for God to eat with you. Put simply, come to church. Come to where you get the good news. Not of what you have to do, 
but of what Jesus has done and does for you. Hearing this word recorded for you, this, this isn't the end-all, be-all of what you need. You need fellowship. You need to come to the altar. You need to be where he promised, where two or three are gathered, not digitally, not online, in the flesh, together. Over and over throughout the scriptures, we hear God calling his people together to receive his word. In the Old Testament, the faithful were gathered together to hear the word of God and obediently offer sacrifices in keeping with the promise of the Messiah. In the New Testament, the faithful are gathered together to hear the Lord's word and obediently receive the sacraments that Christ instituted. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. He will come to where the Lord has promised to serve him with what we need to guard against our sin and to live in the promise of salvation. Did Jesus say, Honestly, did Jesus say, if anyone loves me, he will not sin? Is that what he said? No, it's not what he said. He said, if you love him, you will keep his word. There's a difference there, isn't there? And his father will love you. And Jesus and his father will come to you and make their home with you. They will dwell with you. When we take note of this little tiny difference, when we remember we're not loved by God because we do not sin, because of our works. But on the contrary, because of his works, his grace, because of the gospel, oh, it changes everything. Why does Jesus want us to keep, that is, believe his words? Because they bring us to the place where we receive the work of his salvation for us, where we receive the gospel. Where does God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come to you? Where? Not through this recording, not on your own somewhere, but in the Word, which He has given to His messengers to read and to teach, which the church gathers to hear corporately. Do we see a system of independent Christians meditating on God's word alone, removed from the body of Christ anywhere in the Bible? Do we see that anywhere as the norm? No. What we see are Christians being gathered by the preaching of the word, the word of the prophet, the word of the apostle, the word of the pastor. New converts and old Christians alike are coming together, turning from their sins and obeying the Lord, keeping his word, listening to the gospel that they are forgiven of their sins. Still sinners, yes, but sinners who want Christ's refined gold, who come to the, the font of baptism to receive the white garment of Christ's righteousness, who come to the altar to get eyes that see not as natural man sees, but as the spiritual man does, believing that the true body and blood of Jesus are mysteriously, sacramentally, but truly given to them in and with the bread and wine. The man who loves Jesus keeps Jesus' word and comes to the doors of the Christian assembly, the church, finding that he can hear Jesus' voice in the midst of the congregation. And so he opens those doors where Jesus comes into him too and eats with him too, just like he's eating with the rest of the communion of saints. Jesus is waiting for his Christian, for you to join him where he has promised to dwell, where his church is gathered 
called, enlightened by the Holy Spirit to hear his word, called by the Holy Spirit to hear his word rightly preached and to receive the sacraments properly delivered in accordance with his purely preached word. That's what it's all about. Pentecost is all about the giving of the word to the church through men, right? We keep that up as it is men who are called into the ministry to read what the apostles recorded, what the prophets recorded, what the Holy Spirit has preserved in Scripture. You, dear Christian, you know full well your tendency toward lukewarmitude. (laughs) And you don't want to be spit out of Christ's mouth. I know you don't. And neither do you want to be cold. You don't want to be cold. You want the hotness of the refiner's fire. So what are you to do? You are to believe. This is what the word keep means. Believe Jesus' words. Keep Jesus' words. You are to come and stand at the doors where the Lord has promised to be, where two or three or more are gathered in his name by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so you come to church. Just as we see in the Old Testament, they came to the assembly. And and in the New Testament as well, they gathered together and they broke bread together. They had fellowship with one another and they joined one another in prayer and the reading. Just as the church has always done, we do. You come in, in keeping with Christ's words, to be taught his words all the days of your life and to be baptized into his life, into his death and into his resurrection so that you, like the apostles, will know you have the hot fire of the Holy Spirit that fans the flame of your faith. It's in church. Not because the geographic location of church is important, but because Church is where the faithful are gathered by the Holy Spirit to keep Jesus' words and and to be loved by his Father through the means that Jesus established to give it to us through his word taught and through his word attached to water in baptism and a bread and wine in communion for certainty's sake. So there's no question about it. You're coming to church because you love Jesus only because he first loved you. And the Father loves you too, he says. So you come to church to receive the Lord's reproof and his discipline. Yes, to be discipled, which you know too well that you can skirt the Lord's reproof, the Lord's discipline, when you remain alone with nothing but your thoughts. And so he calls you together for your own good. You come to church to be zealous, hot, and to repent. The Lord is at the door of communion, knocking. The question is, will you be in communion with him? Truly, not just ideologically sitting on your couch somewhere, but truly, will you come to where he has promised to be, where two or more are gathered, and will you come to the altar and be in communion with him, the way he has established communion to be? Jesus and his Father desire to dwell with you, dear saint. When you come to Holy Communion, do you hear his voice bidding you to open the door, to open your ears, to open your mouth, to receive his body and blood in, with, and under the bread and wine, to open your heart and believe it to be what he said it is? 
He will come into you and he will eat with you and you will eat with him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him, dwell with him. John 14, 23. So come, dear Christian, come. Remember the crucifixion of Christ happened for you. Come and eat with him, the very fruit of his sacrifice. Come and conquer with Christ. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen.